Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by a wonderful company, Creation to Revelation. This group of Christians believe it is extremely important that we teach the Word of God to our kids. They have original graphic illustrations from the beginning of the Bible to the end, featuring the beautiful and consistent presence of Jesus throughout. You can explore all of that at creationtorevelation.com. I'm so thankful you're here, so let's get started. Hey, welcome back. I am thankful you've joined today. I really hope that your year has started well, that this week has started well Here we are in the second full week of 2022. I'm prayerful that you continue to be optimistic, that you've put together plans that you believe in, things that honor your value system, that you're prepared for any little valleys that may pop up, though I certainly hope you haven't yet incurred any of those, and that you have a real sense of direction on where you want to go and who you want to become. We devoted quite a bit of attention over the last six weeks or so so that we could come through the end of the year with a lot of momentum. Well, today I'm inviting you to take a little bit of a breather, or at least take a moment from leaning into your projects and take a deep breath. Because the presence of God and your faith in the presence of God is vital to anything that you hope to do. Our best laid plans executed to perfection cannot succeed unless the Lord is with us. So today, I want to talk to you about your faith, the presence of God in your life, the hand of God upon you. We did an episode a couple of years ago from the book of Ezra, a man who did incredible things, traveled a great distance, changed an entire nation, and the text tells us chapter after chapter that he was able to do so because the hand of the Lord was upon him. God's reach is amazing. His capacity to reach you, to put one of his hands upon you to comfort you while his other swipes away all adversaries in your path. Look, when this episode is over, you can go back to regularly scheduled programming about goals and momentum and discipline. But true believers are always willing and ready to testify to the presence of God in every step of their life to readily speak to the credit due Him in every success that you experience, and also to attribute to His hand the strength that sustains you, even in times of greatest trial. Okay, so we're going to dig in and expound on all of that in the episode. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about my day today that directly led to this recording. When I got up today, I went through the normal, enjoyable morning routine the coffee, and the journaling and the reading. But after that, I took some time to answer a very difficult email. Last week, I received a message from a sweet Christian lady. She lives in another state. We've met a couple of times. And she wrote to tell me how angry she is with God. And I instantly appreciated her honesty about how she feels. In September of this last year, she lost her husband. He was a young man, and the death came unexpectedly. It was incredibly hard on her, as you can imagine, and her family. But then, going through the holidays, there were still so many 
unanswered questions on why that happened and what God is doing and why God didn't answer her prayers and the prayers of others. And I think all of that has just become an incredible weight upon her shoulders. Since receiving the email, I've attempted a couple of times to answer, but honestly just couldn't find the words. And if you read today's response, you might say that I still haven't, but I did give it a shot. So I shared a few things with her about how our perception of God can change through trials. Our view of the Lord and what He is doing or is not doing can become so very narrow. And the reason that sometimes happens is because our view is very narrow. Look, you and I are living life looking through a straw. The most we can see at any time is one little blip of light at the end, and we can't even control that. And so we turn to God in prayer, the God who made the straw and made us and made everything and sees everything. And we pray for God to do things with his great power that we see fit. I do that, and you do that, and our sweet sister did that too. And sometimes, when God chooses a different path for us, we can lose our sense of his great reach, of his arms around us, and wonder, why didn't he reach down for me? Why didn't his love come and find me? I thought God was omni-everything. Why not this, and why not now? But today, I want to reassure you That God is the same size no matter what you're going through. And if I could just take a few minutes and simply overwhelm you with the reality of the reach and the hand of God, then when you go through that valley of disappointment or the darkest walks in this life, instead of asking, why not God, where are you? You can say, help me, Lord. Help me to see that you are all that you have always been that you see and you know. Lord, help me to trust you because you are greater than me in every possible way and you direct my life and I am thankful. So I was already wrapping up the email thinking I really want to find a way to express this in the podcast this week and then I got a little help. After closing the computer, I went and put on my socks and my shoes and was heading out for a little run. Not that I'm necessarily a runner again, but I did sign up for a 5K in two weeks, and I just don't want to humiliate myself in front of my family. So I put the headphones in, and I kicked open a new audiobook. Late last year, someone gifted the Francis Chan book, Crazy Love, to Summer, and she's been listening to it, and she loves it, and I gave it a go. And I really love the way he opened this material. He ultimately wants you to believe and feel that God loves you, that God sees you and holds you and cares for you, and when you rejoice, he rejoices, and when you're crying, he's crying, and he fills your life with his love, and even when you don't understand it, you can lean into it and trust it. And then what grows out of that reception of God's incredible love is the desire to demonstrate that kind of love to others. They may not understand. They may not even appreciate it. They may not know what to do with it. They don't feel like they've earned it or deserve it, and you don't care because you just want to be a fraction of the strength for them that God is for you. And all of that is really cool, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the book, but his opening was this. 
you need to be reminded of the size of God, His reach, His hand, and His glory. You need to see and believe how that has been evidenced in what God has done around you so that when you feel small, you will know that He is still big. When you feel weak, you will know that He is still strong. When you feel utterly undeserving of love, you will know that He still loves you. And that's the connection that He makes early. Before you can appreciate the kind of love God has for you, you need to know who we're talking about here. So I want to do that with you for a few minutes today, and let's start with the bigger side of things. God's hands are huge and strong and reach to unbelievable distances. And he has proven all of that in the observable world. Do you know how big the universe is that God has made? We live in the Milky Way galaxy. It is 52,000 light years wide. It would take light 52,000 years to cross our galaxy. In recent discovery, we now believe that there are 150 billion galaxies that God has made. That is big and far, inconceivably so. There are 200 billion trillion stars out there. I don't even know what that number means. And almost all of them make our sun look like a pebble. The sun is 110 times wider than the earth. That's huge. But there is a star out there that is 1,700 times wider than the sun. God reached that far and went that big. I was wondering today, why did God do all of that? But I think we know. It's so that every time man is able to see a little farther, to widen out that straw a little bit, or telescope it out a little farther, he will never ever in a bazillion light years reach the distance that God can reach or fathom the size of what God can make. Do you think a father who loves you, who can make all of that in an instant, do you think he can reach you? Do you think he has the strength and the wisdom to build into your life what is best for you? What you can handle? Constructing things in your life that you may not understand. But God has constructed a lot of things I don't understand, and all of them are good. We could easily manifold the far reach of his great hand by talking about eternity. You and I live in the present. We remember a few things from the recent past, and we know nothing about the future. God's reach goes back to the beginnings of the earth and infinitely beyond, in both directions, into infinity beyond the physical world, into the spiritual world, which is so crucial in fathoming and accepting and understanding even things like death. Death is as far as our simple straw will allow us to see, but beyond it is God. He is always there. Now, if you are anything like me, you might be thinking, wow, God is huge and mighty and built unbelievable things. But is his hand also small? intricate? Can it concern itself with even the little things in my life? Can it zoom in on the most minuscule of details and do its great designing work? It most certainly can and already has. 
Have you ever studied the other end of the spectrum? Let's go small for a moment. Really small. Did you know that your body is made up of 30 trillion cells? And within each and every one of those cells is a strand of DNA six feet long. If you stretched all of your DNA end to end, it would go to the sun and back four times. So even on the tiniest, most microscopic scale is the design of God and his hand at work. There are countless examples we could give between the universe and a single cell. Let me share with you one that actually connects the two. Those cells inside of you created the human eye. Each one of your eyes has 600,000 individual nerve endings that allow you to observe the stars in the sky and the sun rising in the morning. If he can go that small, that intricate and detailed and precise, is there anything in your life that cannot be observed by him? That he cannot reach in and touch and alter and repair and repurpose for his will? So let me tie some of this back to you and me. Here we are in the new year. Hopefully you are optimistic. You've made a plan. You hope to grow. There will be ups and there will be downs. Sometimes you will feel big and strong. Other times, small and weak. Sometimes you will feel in total control. And other times, absolutely zero. But please don't make the mistake of projecting those changes upon God. God is not big or small. Big when things are going well and clearly in charge and doing things that are incredible. And then when things aren't going well, God's not here. God's not active. God's not interested. He's not big or small, depending on what you're facing or how things are going. He is big and small and everything in between at all times. God is not far from you or near to you. When you feel comforted, he's near. When you're struggling, he must be far. He is not far or near, depending on circumstances. He is God. He is everywhere, including in every room you ever enter. And for Christians, for people who live by faith, he's not only here, but he is involved. He is active and he is at work. And my hope for that dear sister in Christ going through things that I cannot even imagine is that her faith leads her to fall into the arms of God. And before long, her questions will change from why or why not and simply request help. Help me trust you, Lord. Help me not to shrink you when I feel small. Help me to remember that you are near and that there is nothing beyond your reach and no one beyond your reach and your love and your hand reaches me. May God bless and comfort her. All right, so in these last few minutes, let me share a few practical things with you. As I mentioned earlier on, the Francis Chan crazy love progression is this. One, recognize the reach of God. From the expanse of the universe down to a single cell, there is nowhere he cannot go and there is nothing he cannot do. Give yourself over to believing that. And then add to that concept of his power the brilliance of his love. It's not just his hand that reaches you. It is his affection, his compassion, his mercy and patience and graciousness. His love is always seeking and pursuing you wherever you go. 
And so you progress from knowing something to feeling something, and then the passion is born within you to share that crazy love with others. It was interesting today that I finished up the run, and I was looking at the beautiful East Texas sunlight and cool, crisp winter day, and I was just thinking, God is amazing, and He loves me, and I'm thankful. And then I sat down at the computer, and I started researching something, something that is important to me. I'm interested this year in setting up a nonprofit organization with the help of some wonderful brothers and sisters in Christ, and I'm feeling this great draw towards young people who are fatherless. I was doing some research on what that might look like and how we could help these young people in our community. And I was just sitting there thinking about how far God has reached to hold me and the depths of his love for me and how many young people in our world don't know that. They don't know it in their families and they don't know it in Christ. And I want to share it with them. We'll see how that develops this year. I would certainly appreciate your prayers. But here's what I want to commend to you. There has to come a point in our faith where God is still big even when we feel small, where God is reaching me and at work even at times when my limited mind can't understand it. If the Father can build 150 billion galaxies, there is no problem in my life too big for Him. And if God can weave six feet of DNA into each of my 30 trillion cells, There is no issue too intricate that it will not respond to his touch. I will not let my limitations limit God because there is a sad and sobering truth that we've not talked about. In Isaiah 59 and verse 1, the Bible says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not so short that it cannot save, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. If God is not actively in control of shaping your life for good, it is not because he cannot do so. It is because a lack of trust and belief in him has backed away from his benevolent hand. God has work for us to do, and it starts with great faith. So turn to him this week, every day this week, and express your gratitude for his presence, his power, and his love. And then let's get back to work. Because his end game isn't just you and me living in the palm of his hand and thankful. It's letting that same love live through us as his hands to reach out and be strength and love for others. How amazing are the hands of God? First, they reach to us and then they reach others through us. In anything and everything you do this year, give thanks for God's great reach. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. As always, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for the email, order the three-month journal, or just catch up on old episodes. And also, if you are looking for financial advice or future planning, Give John Cunningham a call today, 205-913-1720. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.